0: So when you do start taking care of yourself, you do create new circuitry in your brain. It doesn't matter how um, old you are or the different types of circumstances that we have experienced. I know there may have been women who have experienced some really traumatic things, but that doesn't matter. We can change our brain at any age and create new neural imprints by changing the way that we care for ourselves and the way that we handle stress and manage stress.
1: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over forty. You know that time of your life that many call midlife, that time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Lynis Woods Mullen, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over forty, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind body and spirit for women over 40 remember midlife doesn't mean no life midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love your self-care and your self-worth it's your time to be vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged it's your time to vibe so come on let's vibe And welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Linus Woods Mullins and I'm your host. And I also happen to be a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. And today we're going to be talking about something that really should be of interest to women over 40 and basically all generations. What do I mean by that? We're going to be talking about the idea of generational healing. ...with my friend Rose Stella Pierre-Lewis. Now, Rose Stella uh, Stella is an occupational therapist and a transformation coach. And she has spent a long time working on helping first-generation women entrepreneurs. She's a founder of the Stellar Transformation LLC and her exclusive signature coaching program, The Stellar Transformation Entrepreneur Experience offers a creative and a really unique approach that supports women in overcoming imposter syndrome and being workaholics so they can shift into a lifestyle that offers fulfillment and long-lasting peace of, of mind Joy and Ease. Uh, Rostella is also a keynote speaker and uh, she talks a lot about the science of self-care for women. And we're gonna be talking about that and also this whole thing around generational healing. And with that, Rostella, thank you so much for joining us on the Vibe Living Podcast. It's wonderful to have you here today.
0: Thank you so much for having me here, Linus. I'm really excited to get into this conversation with you.
1: Well, fantastic. First of all, Please tell me, how did you get so passionate about the whole idea of generational healing and using that in your practice when when it comes to being a transformational coach?
0: Sure. So I am Haitian American. I was born in Haiti and raised in New York. And so my initial journey to search of self sort of had me going into learning about my culture, who I was. But then it went even deeper than that. Then I started to look at, well, how was I raised? And how, were my, how did my parents raise me? And looking at the way that they parented me, and why did they parent me that way? And then I started looking at expanding that to see, well, this is not just something that my parents are experiencing, or first-generation parents. This is something that I see culturally. And so I started to kind of look at, well, What is this pattern looking like? Like, why are so many um, first generation women or women in general having this same experience of not being their fullest versions of themselves, but then reaching up, you know, into 30 or 40 and finally having this this courage to. be in search of self. And so this is where I started deep diving and looking and seeing this is not just a one-off thing. This is actually uh, an experience that many cultures and people have. And it is a combination of experiences that have happened due to discrimination. It's experiences that have happened due to the oppression of women and how that's infiltrated in the way that people have parented and how that has passed down from generation to generation. And so we find ourselves in a time where we've all been able to sort of stop Mm -hmm. and kind of assess and look and see, well, why is it that way? And what can we do to change that and shift and give a different perspective for the upcoming generations? Because it seems that even though it was passed down from generation to generation, There was an element of survival in that. It wasn't an intentional want to parent in a manner to minimize women or or oppress women, right? And so um, this is where I was given the opportunity to, to explore that and talk a little bit more and realize we do have choice. We can change that now. We have the opportunity to thrive. What does that look like? How can we create a blueprint for others? How can we change this in our own personal lives? and then change the generations that come after us.
1: You know, it's really interesting because as you mentioned, uh, in midlife in particular, this is a time where you really start doing a lot of self-evaluation and you hear people talk a lot more about now you have more time for self-care and taking better care of yourself. Well, how can that whole idea of increasing your self-care and generational healing, where do the two meet or do they meet at all? Are they connected at all?
0: Yes, that's a great question. So when we, the concept of self-care seems rather new. I mean, I know you've been doing this for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And even when you were introducing that concept, it seemed very foreign, right? Because as women, we've been assigned these roles and we've been conditioned to have these roles since we were little. So we don't know anything anything other than that. So when we're at this point now where we're really understanding this concept of taking care of ourselves because we care for others, once we start being able to take care of ourselves, we're starting to able to see, well, what are my personal needs? Not just as a person, not just as a spirit, but just generally like as a human being, what are my needs? How did my needs develop this way? And so then you start looking at, well, it was because it, the way that I was raised. And so you look, you start connecting the dots and going backward and seeing, well, how did my parents raise me and why did they raise me that way? So then we start looking at things that shaped our parents. And then you look at, well, why did my parent, why did my parents raise me that way because of their parents raising them that way. And so you start to see where this pattern comes from And then you start to realize, well, um, when you're able to address what your personal needs are, you're able to have more discernment about what the needs are for your children, what the needs are for your spouse or your friends. And you start to individuate and see, well, we're each different people. Uh, we don't all have the same needs. We're not all groomed to have the same responsibilities. And so by doing that work within yourself, not only do you do it on a spiritual level, but even on a neurological level, you start to change your stress responses when you take care of yourself. You start to change the dynamics with people in your life. And that starts to shift as well. Um, if you're a mother and you happen to be um pregnant and you have a child, your daughter has the eggs and embryos of your granddaughter. So whatever healing that you're doing on yourself, neurologically will change the next generation and the second generation after that. So healing does work on a generational level and on a social level in the way that you change in your behaviors and your habits as
1: well. You know, it's really interesting, too, because one might hear what you're saying and think, oh, well, then maybe it's too late for me to impact generational change because I've already had my children. My DNA is already passed on. How am I going to be able to impact change? But what I also know is that many times the self-care that you're doing now at this stage of life is being observed by your children. In my case, I've got four adult daughters all in their 30s. And I know they're looking at me now at this stage of life and the things that I'm doing to take care of me and how I'm living my life. And I would venture to say that that's going to have some kind of impact in terms of how they might uh, go into self care. So I could see how that can make a difference. But let's talk a little bit about how Uh, self-care and generational healing can combine together to help when it comes to our overall healing process with the brain and the mind and how that all communicates. How does that work?
0: Yes. And actually it ties into the comment that you just said, the way that you're modeling for your daughters, Mm -hmm. that actually creates imprints on their brains. It creates Ah. a neurological model for them for how they are to take care of themselves. And as they grow older, they have this new blueprint now imprinted just by modeling and the interactions with you. And so, yes, that does tie in into that. Um, when, you're, when you So when you do start taking care of yourself, you do create new circuitry in your brain. It doesn't matter how um, old you are or the t- different types of circumstances that we have experienced. I know there may have been women who have experienced some really traumatic things, but that doesn't matter. We can change our brain at any age and create new neural imprints by changing the way that we care for ourselves and the way that we handle stress and manage stress.
1: That's interesting because stress is a whole nother issue and it's definitely something that most midlife women have experienced. And these days, regardless of how old you are, everybody is experiencing it. How does stress impact our ability to be able to peel back the layers and take advantage of this new neural learning? How can we... uh, he, how can we manage our stress in such a way where that does not impede our success or impede our need to try to peel back the layers and heal on a, in other ways?
0: Yes, yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so stress definitely. Our bodies were designed to be able to handle. Periods of stress, like so, a, a deadline, taking care of kids, or um, a conflict, a minor conflict, but it wasn't designed for this long term, chronic years of stress. So, what ends up happening is we have a natural way of going back into balance. So, we're able to get into this stress mode, handle the situation, and go back to this state of balance. But when we are in this prolonged state of chronic stress, It does affect our organs. It affects our brain. It sends a lot of stress hormones, which decreases our longevity. So it does offer us an opportunity when we can be intentional to slow down so that you can allow your body to naturally go back into that state of I'm safe. Things are okay. Let me start thinking things through. Let me come up with a new idea, a new plan um, so that I'm not constantly stressed. And then allowing the body also to recuperate, get the hormone levels back to that state of balance. So it allows the opportunity to practice and give your body the chance to shift back into that state of balance that it naturally wants to be in. It doesn't want to continue to stay in a state of stress. Anytime we are in stress, and we're starting to get those signals that something is wrong, it's our body trying to talk to us and say, hey, red alert, pay attention. This needs to be addressed, you need to slow down.
1: But especially right now, with all the things that are going on, we need to look for as many opportunities as possible to try to lower our stress levels. And, you know, of course, I'm always talking about the whole idea of vibe, how to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful and emerged. What are the three things that you think women need to be doing in order to vibe?
0: Oh, love this question. The first thing is they should be listening to themselves first thing in the morning and first and the last thing at night. Mm So hearing your voice when you're making your affirmations or when you're speaking to yourself, your brain is the most impressionable in the morning and right before you go to bed. So setting your intentions and actually saying them out loud first thing in the morning and at night is a great first habit to develop. You can also insert that habit during the day around lunchtime to sort of re-get back in touch with yourself, take that time to disconnect, um, and just, you know, listen to your body and see what your needs are at that time. The second thing that you can do is make it a point to connect with your favorite family and friends mm-hmm. regularly. That is it's crucial. our Our bodies were designed to be in constant connection with others. And so, that actually is a stress-reducing activity to do. It has great properties for our brain and our nervous system. And so um, making it a point either every day to talk to one of your favorite people or family members or text them or even have a a virtual chat with them for lunch, that's a great thing to do and something to look forward to. The third habit that is crucial is to do something that just brings you joy. It doesn't necessarily have to bring in income, but it's just something that you enjoy and love to do. Have that scheduled into your routine once a week, and it gives you something to look forward to and just be yourself and just be a human being where you just get to enjoy yourself and have joy.
1: And, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, um, as little girls, little boys, we all played and had fun. But something changes when we get into our 20s where we're not playing as much. Men are still playing. I mean, (laughs) basketball, baseball, you know, cards, whatever. But women, we have a tendency not to play. And I think that is so important that we enter into whatever it is that brings us joy. It's such a great stress reliever. But it's something that I think that we need to actually put on our A number one self-care priority list is to play. Have fun, have yes. fun laughter and all of that, which is important. For me, it was a part of embracing my midlife um, journey, you know, and I'll be 65 in June. And I feel more vibrant now than I did when I was 51 because I've learned the importance of having joy regardless of what the circumstances are and the importance of self-care and what that self-care means to me uh, in terms of the things that, you know, give me joy, make me feel better, makes me feel like I'm taking care of me. Sometimes if we're out of directed in terms of trying to get that self-care, it can be really disappointing and frustrating because many times people might try to do what they think will make you happy uh, or give you joy. And that's just not cutting it. And that's okay because the reality is it's really Your responsibility to do that. It's an inside job, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, when you were talking about how you feel more vibrant now, it's almost like because we've given ourselves permission to have Mm -hmm. joy and play it really speaks again to how we were wired. Like our, we were born, born for that ease and happiness. And that's, that's like our inner compass as well. Because even on a neurological level, when you are having a great time with a friend or you're doing something joyful, you access parts of your brain for creativity, for health, for wellness. You lower your stress responses. You allow your body and your nervous system to feel safe. And when you're doing that, it promotes your health. It doesn't make you, it reduces the amount of cortisol that's in your system. And again, it lays down these new circuitries in your in your in your in your brain. So it's it's a powerful thing to be able to play and have joy. It's not only good for the spirit and the heart, but also for your body and your brain.
1: Absolutely. People, you know, I was looking at what you were writing about rest and how important that is. And I cannot stress enough because I myself am guilty of this. The difference that you're feeling when you take the time to really give yourself a good rest. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the act of busy you know, which is to me being busy for the sake of being busy. And when in reality, you really don't need to do all that busy work. You should be resting. You should be taking care of yourself. You should be entering into whatever self-care is going to give you that ability to relax and really shut down all the way. That's one of the things that I've learned in order to, you know, maintain the vibe. What kinds of things do you do to vibe?
0: Oh my goodness. So I'm going to elaborate further on the rest part because I totally want to emphasize the point of rest. When we rest, that is also an active part of self-care. It gives your brain the time to integrate all the experiences that you had It gives your brain the time to come up with new ideas, be creative. It gives your brain the time to pull all the resources that you have, that library of um, information, and pull it all together. That happens during rest. It doesn't happen when we're actively engaged. And the rest is also, as we all feel when we rest, it's great for our nervous system and our bodies Again, a lot of active reintegration is happening and recalibration is happening when regress. So one of the things that I do do is, is I make sure that I get my seven to eight hours of rest, and I try to get two to three days where. I sleep in because mm-hmm. our bodies are, though they are cyclical, they don't, it's not like an, where we need to have an alarm every morning to wake us up. Sometimes our bodies need a little more rest. And so I allow my body the time to do that. Um, the other thing that I do is I love music and dance. And so <laughs> I so listen to That's music. one thing
1: that I love doing as well. If we, if yes. We have it in common, yeah.
0: So I incorporate that every single day. So I dance every day. I have music either in the car when I'm doing dishes or laundry or with the kids. Um, and then I also teach dance. So that's one of my hobbies is I teach dance to one of the local performing arts studios for children. And so, again, when, I, after, when I'm when i doing that, my heart is big. I, I Like, it makes me feel so good. It's very nourishing and fulfilling with me. Um, The other way that I vibe is I make it a point to stay in touch with my favorite people every single day, whether it's a little, we're in a group text or we have a virtual chat. We are connecting every single day and we try to make it a point to either do a a visual chat during the week or getting together in person because it's so important. We're not individual beings just living in isolation We are meant to have community we're meant to have nurturing community too that's actually quite important for our souls
1: yes and I think that you know all of us have taken quite a hit when it comes to that and for the last two years we have basically been hoveling uh, social distancing, uh, you know, wearing masks all the time, not hardly being able to connect. I mean, you can see the eyes, but, you know, sometimes people have the eyes covered with glasses. I mean, it's really been a uh, real shocker to the senses in terms of what we normally use to connect with people, even to connect with strangers. And now I begin to see people, are beginning to crawl out of their hovels. They're beginning to not social distance. The mask, are beginning to come off. And, you know, it's beginning to, I don't know if we're going to ever get back to normal how we were before, but I guess in some ways it's the new normal. And that's not a bad thing necessarily because it's for our protection, of course. But if you were to give advice to anyone that's kind of feeling somewhat traumatized by what what has gone on during this whole thing, what kinds of things can they do uh, from a self-care perspective to feel better about Mm -hmm. being back out again and just reconnecting with people?
0: Yeah, that's, that's really so important um, because I've, this conversation has come up where people are scared and right. It's been almost two years. And so how do you adjust to that? And I think Thinking about the way that we adjust to anything in life is honoring where you are and taking little steps. So just making little decisions, making little choices. So maybe one day meeting with a favorite person, a favorite friend at the park, meeting someplace where you are meeting with the person, but maybe it's outside and it'll make you feel better to see them Um, taking those steps towards socializing again, going outside again is crucial because that's what we were doing before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm an introverted person. So I understand those who, who, who mm-hmm. will say, you know, they're perfectly fine staying alone, but it's got to be in moderation. We mm-hmm. were meant to be in, in mm-hmm. community okay. with others. Yeah. And our, like I, I, I say it over and over our brains and our nervous systems, they, have such healing powers. When we connect with others, it creates like these new neural circuitries and it puts our body in a state of calm and rest. Mm. And so it's important to, um, make those little decisions. So meeting up outside at a park, perhaps to start off or meeting at, in the backyard at someone's in someone's backyard, getting together for lunch or a snack or a drink, you know, taking little steps like that and then maybe finding a local event that you're interested in, maybe going to the farmer's market, going to a music festival or a food festival, something that you enjoy doing, um, maybe an art program or going to, to uh, an art theater Things like that. So oh, yeah. that
1: sounds wonderful. Fun. I want to. I want to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that right now. Let's go. In fact, in, <laughs> in the city where we live in, there's a new coffee studio that uh, just opened up a coffee shop called The Drip. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yes, it's called The Drip, and it's in Sacramento. And for those of you who uh, don't live in our city, too bad you have to listen to this anyway because I'm getting ready to share some information with my sister. Okay, it's in Sacramento. It's called The Drip, and it's owned. It happens to be owned by some African American women. I think that would be a fantastic opportunity for women to come together. And actually I've seen all kinds of people from their pictures on Facebook, not just African Americans gathering, which reminds me to be able to tell everybody right now that's listening. I know we're concerned about our health and safety and you wanna be concerned, but spring is coming. It's getting ready to be um, a warmer outside go outside and congregate. Spend time outside. You can go to a cafe and sit outside, get some sun, you know, look at people laughing and smiling and exchanging. If you got to wear the mask, wear the mask. That's fine. I'm not anti-mask. I'm not trying to tell you anything about that. But what I am saying is that the health benefits of getting outside and being around other human beings is so huge, especially... When you think about what we've been going through just recently it's probably one of the best self-care things you could do so i guess we'll i'll see you this weekend <laughs> Yes. <laughs> i'm looking forward to it that sounds so wonderful yeah i was really excited when i heard about what was going on and for those people who want to find out more about what you do uh what's the best way to contact you and, and do you also take virtual clients do you do coaching virtually
0: Yes, I do. So they can visit my website. It's rosestella.com. And on there, I've got the group coaching available to them. I have one-on-one coaching available. I have a online self-paced course that's going to be out by the end of March. And then I also have a workbook for those who are super duper busy, but really know that they should be taking better care of themselves. And so giving them that opportunity there. I'm also on LinkedIn at Rose Stella Pierre Louis and on Instagram, Rose Stella Pierre Louis.
1: Fantastic. And for those of you who happen to be driving or doing something else, you couldn't write that down. Not to fear, as you know, all of that contact information is going to be on the show page and whatever listening platform you're on right now. Rose Stella, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. It was wonderful having you here today. I learned something, as I always do, from the fantastic guests. So thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: And thank you to all of you who are listening. I love that so many of you are downloading uh, the programs that we have. So please don't forget to like and share and download uh, these podcasts. And take a look at the ones that we've had. We've had some great guests this season. All kinds of information to really to help you to vibe, to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. If you want to find out more about what it is that I do, because I just don't do this podcast, just click down where it says about Linus and you'll find out about my coaching programs, my VIP program. I have a new program out called the vibe sister circle, which is a virtual program and just a bunch of other stuff about me. But most importantly, the main thing I want you to do is don't forget to buy. Bye-bye everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the vibe living podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at 5 at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe. Please take a look at the links below in the show page those links belong to the premium members of my vibe wellness woman facebook community these premium members have products and services that you should really check out click on the link below to find out more about these wonderful women who have products and services that focus on the needs of the midlife woman